make sure that you have a hand of the person who's next to you because I do want you to, to know that of any awareness that you must receive is that God has called you and birthed you into a family that his number one concern is for his household it's God the Father who chose to bring his dominion to the earth through family. It's the one thing that Satan hates with a passion. He put a target, a bullseye on the family and he's throwing everything possible to destroy it, to tear it up, to distort it, to obliterate it. But God, God has decided that this is the time that whatever is, whatever is lost, he's going to restore it. Whatever is broken, he's going to fix it. Whatever is ripped apart, he's going to mend it back together again. Beginning in your household, Lord Jesus. Now raise those hands together. Father, because we believe you in this hour, make it so by the power of the Holy Spirit. Remove the veil from our eyes so we may see clearly. Bring revelation and understanding. Bring an anointing of courage. Thank you for opening the door for the critical conversation. Thank you for the divine reversal that you're working. I thank you, Father, that it now begins in multiplied form, in speedily fashion. Let it come to every household in the name of Jesus. Amen. I give him praise and give him thanks. Come on, clap your hands for it. Lord, I know it. I believe it. I know it. I believe it. I know it. I believe it. I believe you will make a change. Really, today, I've, I felt like I just, I needed to actually minister and in prayer for you, for us today. I'm asking the Lord to do that, just to raise that veil, to move it from your eyes. Because once you see, then you know what to do. Once you understand, then you, under, then you know how to act. I want to read you something. Kenny, I don't, I don't know if you can put these words on. It's, it's, it's under American history. But I want to put something. I want to read you something that I couldn't hardly believe. Well, I did believe it. But I just didn't realize it was, realize it was so intense. The reference to what I'm reading, you can actually find for yourself. And Kenny, I'm not sure if you're able to do it. But at the very end of that code I have in yellow, I have the website. That I, I, I think some of you need to go there and look and see that this is, this is for real. This is, this, is, this is actually what has happened. And it will help us to understand the urgency, the urgency of our response to God about what he has determined to do concerning every household, concerning the family. I'm not sure if you're able to put it up, Ken, but um, 
let me know if you're able. I'm going to start. I'm going to read something to you. I hope that you can. Uh, yeah. Here in America, the premeditated destruction of the family has been underway for decades. In 1963, Congressman Albert S. Herlock said this. He read the 45, this is on the congressional record. You can go there and look at it if you want the website, if you want the, the link. The 45 communist goals for America. 45 communist goals for America is penciled or, or inked into the, the congressional record. These goals include the following directives as quoted from the record. I'm only pulling out, I'm only pulling out five of them. There are others, but you won't believe it. And by the way, make a note in your, in your note somewhere. And if you can look up the Gay Manifesto, type it in and read it. It makes, it'll make, it, it's, it, it makes, it just, you can't, you say, oh my God. I'm going to read the five things that's on the congressional record since 1963 as a goal to achieve by the Communist Party. Number one, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Discredit the family as an institution. I'm reading you the goals of the Communist Party already stationed in America. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. That's the fifth one. What we have here is only a small part of the strategy to dismantle and disintegrate the family. Make no mistake, this is not pointed toward African-American families. This is pointed toward every family. Since that time, those of you sitting at the sound of my voice, you're already, you already understand these things I read. You already understand these things are happening. Everything we see in the news headlines today, the most pressing assaults against our culture are all aimed at the family. Every critical issue 
marriage, sexuality, our children's identity, the lives of our babies in the wombs, the definition of gender, the confusion concerning our sexuality, all of it is targeted against the one thing that Satan, that scares him, that scares him, not to life, but to death, because he knows it's coming. So he has to come against it. It's time for our eyes to be open. And it's time for us not only to push back, but bring the change. Are you breathing, saints? All of these are the centerpiece of every battle going on over the family. One of the ones, you may not even know this one, but divorce, I'm old enough to remember when no-fault divorce was enacted. Do you remember, some of you might be old enough to, to remember a time when it was a shame to even say, I'm divorced. If you were divorced, nobody wanted to talk about it. You certainly wouldn't brag about it. Divorce became easy when, when we passed in Congress this rule of no fault. Well, what they did is they denied the very existence of covenant because in covenant, there's no such thing as no fault. Somebody guilty. It used to be that if you got a divorce, Somebody gonna pay. 1969. How odd is that? <laughs> Some of y'all, never mind, never mind. 1969. They decided, okay, what we're gonna do, we're gonna make it easy. Nobody have to pay, so we're gonna call it irreconcilable differences. Many of you sitting here today, are, your heart is still broken over this whole, over this one tactic of the enemy called divorce. It's called broken covenant. He understood that if I can get them to divorce all the children, I will, I will release something down in the lineage. Those children who suffer divorce never forget what it's like when mommy and daddy don't like you and they're now having to choose which one do I go with? Which one do I believe? I love my daddy, but you hate him, mama. And what happens in the mentality of children who live in a household that's suffering from divorce? Start reading the statistics, they'll tell you. If you grew up in a family that, that suffered divorce, the chances of you being divorced is very high. Some families are so used to it and tell us all the women, I'm thinking of this one family, I would never want to, never want to slander them, but all the women in that family, every last one of those five girls have been divorced. Not one of them has a husband. And most of them have kids, and those kids, if you ask those children, what do you, you want to get married? Married? You ask millennials, you, you ask Gen Xers right now about do you want to get married and, and, and listen to what they tell you. Some of you sitting right here today, ask your kids, you want to get married? Uh, 
One of the worst things that ever happened to the family was no-fault divorce. What no-fault divorce did, it created disposable relationships. It means if I don't like you, if you ain't working for me, actually there's another word for it too, it's relationships of enterprise. In other words, if, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it profits me, I'll hang in here. But if it don't profit me, I'm gone. Totally opposite of what marriage is even about. You mess with marriage. You mess with the one covenant that creates family and blessing for generations. I tell you what, what pains me the most. The church has accepted it. I am not here to put anyone down who's divorced. I want you to see above yourself and see the powers and see the pressure that has come against the family. Understand it's understand what is happening to us and what we must do. We got we got men today in their 40s not even thinking about getting married. Man costs too much. They would rather just sleep with you. They'd rather just, you know, bam bam, thank you, ma'am. I'm sorry, I think they call that. Friends with benefit. Y'all know what that is. Mm. Are y'all still breathing? Are you still with me? I don't want to be, but we are. So this tactic of divorce, you need to understand it as a spiritual attack. To break covenant. Covenant is what you give of your heart and your soul in faith as a promise. You don't have all the answers yet, but you believe it is not emotional. Lord have mercy. It's not, well, darling, you send me. Yeah, y'all make that song? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm much too old for this group. Much too old for this group. Honest you do, honest you do. Chris, you might want to come back. I might need you for these new songs. They can give me a new song. In fact, Chris, pull me up a new song. They don't relate to that. It's too old. That was about 60, 70 years old. That's just beyond their deal. Love is more. Talk to you and say, love is far more than a feeling. It's more than an emotion. Somebody give me a present love song that expresses what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that people get hooked up because of the way they feel about each other. Say what? What did you say, bro? See, this was your one time to shine. <laughs> he said, love me in a special way. Yeah. Say it again. I can't do it. All right. It'll come up. Divorce is, is a spiritual attack against the family, and particularly the house of God. I'm sorry to announce that our divorce rate in the church is higher than in the world. It turned over about 10 years ago. So that means we, don't, we have not learned any more than the world has learned. Are you all breathing? I'm sorry for those of you that have experienced divorce. You ought, you ought to read the statistics. They followed a group of, 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 they followed a group of 100 
uh, couples and who had all divorced. They followed them for five years. After five years, they interviewed them again. Guess what? 89% of them said, if I had to do this all over again, I never would have done it. Mm. That's just one of them. But you, you mess with that one and you tear things to pieces. Even folks who have been married before and now are married again still have to fight the, pardon the expression, the ghost of their previous relationships. It's an ugly one. <laughs> so Carol and I have been in a, for the last 50 years, we have been uh, counseling and preparing people for marriage. We, we can count Unless, yeah, well, we can count on one hand how many didn't make it. And the ones that didn't make it, they lied to us. Now you lie to your counselor, you, you give your counselor bad information, they give you bad information even if they're good information. With an incredible, I'm, I'm, forgive me for bragging just a little bit, I don't really mean it quite that way. But if, if Carol and I married you, stand up in this place. If we married you, and look around. How long have you been married? 15 years this month. 14 years this year. Yes. 40 what? 41 years? My God. How long, sir? 31, sir. 34, come on. 42, 36, 39, 19, 14. Eight. Oh, thank God. <laughs> how, how long? 40 this year. 19. Come on, clap your hands and give God praise for these national treasures. But I left one out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Two going on, 20, right? I'm not living in denial. <laughs> Today, I'm going to pray for those of you who are suffering from the cloud of divorce. And it's so easy for that cloud to dissipate once you simply acknowledge the truth. And God can take care of that. So the Lord can shine upon your relationship and you can go the distance. What's the distance? Tell death, do you part. Are you breathing? Okay, I got to hurry. That's just one of them. I, I want to I give you another one, which is a little more sensitive, but, but I want to I mention it. Pornography is attacking marriage and family, destroying the intimacy of God, of, of God-ordained and of the God-ordained relationship, and bringing distrust into a relationship founded on trust. One news report reported that porn was so popular, this particular site received 30 billion hits in one year. Yeah, you have to think about that. A security technology company 
has reported children under the age of 10 now account for 10% of all visitors to porn videos sites. Which shifts the reality of who you are and how you are to your own brain and your own emotions. Making you insensitive to the ones you should wholeheartedly and fully and completely be loving and trusting. I remember, I'm, thank God, it allowed me enough years to remember when David Wilkerson prophesied this before his death. Prophesied the filth that would be spilled over America because of this. And what would happen as a result. I'm going to pray for those of you who've had difficulty with that. Because God wants to bring healing to you. The Lord spoke something to me very interesting. The scripture says, in the latter days, in the last days, not only would perilous times would come, uh, and, and lawlessness would increase, check this out, and the love of many would grow cold. Isn't that awesome? Wherever there is lawlessness, that is, wherever you're not obeying the law of God, wherever, wherever you disregard the law of God, you get cold in your body. You get cold in your emotions. The love will grow cold. How do you get the heat back? Go back to the law and do what God said. Go back to the law. Obey it and fall in love with the, heat, the lawmaker. And I promise you God will put heat back in that relationship. You want your love to get hot? Then, then hang on. Put your arms around the law. He's Christ. Put, the, put your arms around the principle of God. His, his obedience and his, his commands to you. Embrace that and do it. And watch God turn your emotions back. Do you feel that? The, the enemy understands the nature of man cannot stand you. Hates the ground you walk upon because of who you represent. You know why he hates you so bad? Because you bear the image of God. And he can't hurt God, so he goes after what God loves. Enemies like the mafia. They want to get you to get your family. But God has... Ooh, but God has a plan for that. God knew it was coming. So God made sure there was a remedy for us to heal us. Oh my God. Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody find Psalms 101. Somebody find it. New American Standard is fine. Psalms, it really doesn't, doesn't matter quite what you want. Psalms 101. Have you found it? Who found it? Can you read it? Somebody, somebody who can read it loud. Read it loud. Yes. I will be careful to lead a blameless life when you, when will you come to me? Yeah, I, I, I've decided I'm going to live the blameless life. And then he prays a prayer. The psalmist says, when will you come to me? Check this out. 
I will conduct the affairs of my house with a blameless heart. I will not look with approval on anything that is vile. I hate that faithless people do. I will have no part in it. The perverse of heart shall be far from me. I will have nothing to do with what is evil. Isn't that interesting? Who's got NASB? From the beginning, I will sing mercy. I will sing of mercy and justice to you, Lord. I will sing praises. I will carefully attend to the blameless way. When you come to, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house in the integrity of my heart. Within my house, in the integrity of my heart, I will set no worthless have mercy thing before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. Those of you wrestling with that, go to you and start memorizing that. As after I pray for you today, start putting that in your spirit so it can direct your heart and your actions. Pornography is, comes as a substitute for agape. For love. Not only does it make you insensitive, it makes you look at the other person in a way that's untrue. And your eyes are going to believe a lie. Anybody know what Photoshop is? <laughs> Let the church say amen. I'm going to hit one more. Sex before marriage. Most of you need to close your ears right now because this one get, is right on you right now. Sex before marriage robs one of the purity God intended for the marriage union. It can result in out-of-wedlock births and fatherlessness, all of which hurt the chances of having a healthy and a functioning family. Um, the whole attitude of sex before marriage is a serious problem. Maybe we, it's so common that we just don't think about it. Okay, everybody who's got children, here, listen to me. It means something for us as parents. By the way, parents, you need to decide you're going to take the authority God has given you and direct your children. Lord, help us. God never intended for prom night to be the night that she breaks a cherry. Are you breathing? It's like, it's, it's, it's expected. But child, you look so pretty, girl. Oh, you just remind me when I was, you, you dummy. Lord, I can't believe Who's she going with? How long they stand? What have you put in that girl before you ever let her go in that car? What, 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 is, what, what is his motive? When is the last time, Dad, you had the conversation with him so he knows what to do with his strength and his power? What, do you, what, what, what are we doing, parents? Do you understand that this assault against family puts a wall between parents and children so we don't even talk about it? One of the worst things in African-American homes is the silence and the secrecy about these issues. 
not in a household of the kingdom of God. Maybe it's right that the music stopped. Might need to stop right there. The Lord's going to help us, and, we, and he's going to, I'll tell you what God's going to do for us. He's going to help us, going to reinforce us. So parents, you have the courage, the courage to talk about what you failed at. And to do that without guilt. Blood has already been spilt for your sin. Now you have the power to expose it for what it is. Have the conversation. And have it tenderly. And have it in reality. Have it because it needs to be had. Because it's coming. And when their body chemistry changes. And when your children begin to, yes, amen. Somebody, God intended that when his kingdom come, as his kingdom comes, it would come in your household. And the first tenet of God's kingdom is righteousness. So, so when, when the situation comes, you ought to be able to rightly, accurately talk about it and direct them. If you don't, their phone will teach them. And worse than that, their friends will teach them. And worse than that, their teachers will instruct them and not even tell you about it. God help us. Yes, absolutely. Your child ought to be able to stand with tremendous confidence because I have decided because my God is, my parents' God is now my God. I made a choice. That's why all parents must give your children the choice to receive the Lord. I now know why I chose what I chose. And so they can face their friends and they can answer the pressure that comes against them to be something opposite. Parents, it's our responsibility. We are the ones, we are the instruments by which God forms and shapes their character. It's time for us to take this back from the enemy. And so we start looking at it differently. We do not sanction. For those who have already been there, there is cleansing and there is forgiveness. But there is also a battle to win. For those of you whose children are not, have not tasted that, you have a responsibility that they are preserved and they know why they are preserved. They need to understand that when their friends are presenting the opportunity, they need, they need to understand that everything that feels good is not good. Many of you sitting before me today, if you could go back in your life and reverse some things, that, that thing, you would have reversed that thing. You would have never climbed out that window. You would have never got in that car. You would have never went over to that, 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 that house. You would have never got in that bed. You would have never kept that relationship up. You, if you could go back and you understand now where you are and what you've been through, if you could go back, you said, no. You would have said something like, hey, that ain't worth it. So I'm, I'm appealing to you 
who've already crossed over. I'm appealing to you that are parents. Yeah, absolutely. In this series, by God, may, may the Lord give me what I need to give you so that you are able to prepare them. So that it's not an option for them. They're not, they're not, going, to, they're not going to cross that, that, that line of intimacy. Why is, why, is that, why is that a no-no? Because God intended them to experience that within the safety and the confines of what he calls covenant. You can, you can, in covenant, you can go buck wild. In covenant, you can do your thing. In covenant, you can experiment. In covenant, you can, hello, ain't nobody talking to me. Why y'all ain't talking to me? <laughs> Outside the covenant, no, 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 no. Put the brakes on, baby. Put the brakes on. Dude, reel it in. Go take a shower. Amen. We haven't even talked to our kids. We, don't, we, haven't even, we haven't spoken to our children about why their body's making the changes that they're making. Because we're ashamed. Because the enemy throws up in your face the things that you did and did not do. That's why I'm going to pray for you. That the Holy Spirit would wipe that off so you understand that it's all right. In his presence and because of his blood, we can now stand as innocent we are experienced, but now we're innocent. Not that we didn't do it. It's never charged against us anymore. And he takes the punishment of it out from us. That's what his blood does. That's why he took the punishment. So we don't have to receive it. I want every father in this building to be able to stand at the day of the union of their son and daughter in marriage. I want them to be able to stand and, and give God an accountability for what you did. And when you see that son and that daughter standing there, I want your heart to burst with pride because you, you did what was right by them and they will bless you. They will rise up and they will bless you. Okay, I know. I know it's like muddy water I'm stepping in right now. But God help us, we can no longer go the way we've been going. We can no longer continue in the attitudes we've been continuing. The attack is too great. The price is too great. What's at stake is too important. I'll hit one more. Do you have to? Yeah, just one more. These are tools of the enemy against this whole institution. By the way, it's the first institution God ever created. When God was ready to rule, he said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to rule through you. When God wanted to rule the planet, the first thing he did is he joined together this man and this woman. I said, when God wanted to rule the planet, the first thing he did, he joined together this man and this woman. Not this man and this man. Not this woman and this woman. This man and this woman. And there was a distinction. One X marks the spot. The other is a pointer. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, yes, it is. It's a wonderful thing for you to be settled in your own sexuality. 
that was assigned to you by God, not assigned to you by gender fluid people. You gotta be, you gotta be, you have to be, look, you gotta be deranged or an ass or asinine to look at the creation and call what is not something else. But God knew what he was doing. So he, he took this man. He's a man child. Oh, praise God. Thank God for men. If you're a man in the building, stand up on your feet. If you're a man, stand up like a man. Turn around, let everybody see it. Oh my God. Ain't nobody confused. Ain't nobody gonna figure out what they are. You are, you know what you are. Yes, you may be seated. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know how wonderful it is to be comfortable in your own skin and the way God made you. It's a beautiful thing. And we also know that when, when men are raised predominantly by women and there is no father there to affirm his sexuality, he can get confused by the mentality and the emotions of his mom. We also know that if mothers, in fear of losing control, exert more control than should be over their male children that it can push them on the other side. So he starts acting like you. He starts walking like you. His arm, you know. I'm trying to help y'all. This auntie, auntie, they just don't, they start showing the inside of their arms. It's one of the, it's one of the problems when there is not that maleness that God created standing alongside of that beautiful female that affirms for him who he is and he knows which way to go. I could say more about this, but I won't because I'm boring some of y'all. God, when he wanted to bring his dominion on the earth, the first thing he did, he created a man, and it's a beautiful thing. Look at each other and say, and God didn't make a mistake. If I cut you, everything that bleeds from you will say, you're a man. And if he created you a woman, I cut you. Everything that bleeds from you will say you are a female. God does not make a mistake with this. The science is conclusive. And to hear anything else is a lie. When God created this man and this woman, he did so because they were perfect. They were perfect in themselves, but they were even better when they were joined together. He made you so that you would fit. Oh. Look at the number and say, fit. fit. 
That's the beautiful thing, ain't it? I don't know why I'm hitting your hand. I'm still kind of, I'm just trying to get myself together. <laughs> God did it for a reason. It's a beautiful thing. He was presenting an, an image of himself. We'll talk later about the female part of God. I wanted to talk about it on Mother's Day, but we'll, we'll get to it. Listen to me. These two that come together, it's so beautiful. It's so incredible. I understand some of you have pain because of this. Because the character of the one you came together with was not his. It creates pain. God's intention is that it would create the most incredible fulfillment. He did so because he, he decided, by this union, I'm going to rule the whole world. And out of their coming together, the next generation will come. And as a family, they will rule. They will multiply. They will increase. They will prosper. They will have dominion. They will show the world what it's like for heaven to come and be in their house, their home, their family. And he's never changed his mind. It is truly what God has decided for his church. But attacks, Satan understands, if I, can, if I can tear up this relationship, I can keep the world from becoming like God. If, if, we could, if we can save the family, we can save the nation. Satan knows it. He wants the worship of the nations. How will he get it? Tear up the family. Use the news media. Now I can go home. Use the news media. Create sitcoms of foolishness that make you laugh at deformity. Work in the entertainment industry. Let me entertain you. Yeah. Report news as authoritative information that is a lies on them so much and so often until the lie sounds and looks like the truth. Use government officials to pass laws that build up unrighteousness, foolishness, and let the law say, well, that's okay. Release an educational system that tells parents you don't have enough smarts to raise your kids. We know better how to raise them than you do. So they will read what we want them to read. They will listen to what we want to teach them. And 
you too dumb to know anything about it. So we're going to have a PTA meeting, let you say everything you want to say, and keep on doing what we want to do. That's where we are. Are we going to change that, though, brother? Say it in business. Pit men against women with a foolish argument of equity. Gender equality. The dumbest thing. It sounds so good, doesn't it? It sounds so good. Have you seen that? Have you seen that? They took it off YouTube. They took it off TikTok. But it was a woman. It's a girl. And she is so mad at this guy. She's just cussing and hollering at motherfucker. And then you, just, you think, I can, I can take you. I can take you. And she hit and that guy. Oh, it's on YouTube. When that guy would slap, bam! And she flew across the floor. Bam! And hit her head up against the bar. They took it off. Did you notice it? I played it ten times, baby. Because the, the stupidness of saying that women are equal to men in power. Are you dumb? They are equal in worth. They are equal in value. They are just as precious by the blood of Jesus to God. But to try to compare them physically, that's... They probably take us off Facebook for me saying this. I don't care. I'll find another meeting. I'll tell you what this, I'll tell you this though. First of all, <laughs> I can't say that. This had changed my mind. All right, so, <clears throat> okay, it's better I don't say that. But I will say this. I will say this. Saints, you cannot drink this Kool Aid, you cannot buy this manure. And that's why God is releasing now a word that will deliver us. Some of you actually feel bad that you know in your heart that men are superior to women in terms of strength, generally. What is wrong with that? He created, you know what he did? He created me. He created, he created me. Oh, I can do that too. Don't worry. No, don't you. <laughs> oh, believe me. Okay. He, he created me to protect her. That's why I'm stronger. Physically. When it comes to having babies, go on, baby. When it comes to having babies, I don't want nothing to do with that. I don't want nothing to do with that. Nope. 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 You understand what I'm saying to you? When it comes to nursing a baby from the breast, I'm sorry. Ain't nothing coming out of here. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and as far as her character, and as far as her person, oh my God, I don't mind telling you in ways she's better than I. How dumb is this comparison? Okay, so 
the family is under this incredible attack. You know it. I know it. We've got to do something about it. Thanks, baby. I, I didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. So we've got to do something about it. We cannot continue this way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to be bold this morning. Because the things that I mentioned, you may have been, you may have been subject to divorce. You might have come out of a family whose parents were divorced and you still, you still hurting over that thing. Every time you think about your mom, you think about your dad, it's like it breaks your heart. And it impacts the way you look at marriage. And you're not gone, you've not, go, you've not presented yourself, you've not met. Some women ain't looking good because they don't want no man to, they don't want a man to be attracted to them. Because they don't want, they don't want, no. Nah. Because every time they get in that situation, they're hurting because of what happened to them. Look, talk to psychologists that will tell you that the, that, that the greatest, the, the majority and the greatest, the deepest of pains happen in family. You think the enemy doesn't understand how important it is? And God has called every one of us to change that. He's called us to repent of our sin so we will not have the distortion of trying to fulfill ourselves in any other way that he's, in any other way that he has prescribed. God's trying to, he's, he's, he's now, what did you say? You, you had a setback, now it's time to come back. God wants to bring you back from that. Let me tell you how deep this thing is run. If I say to the ladies in here, I want you to get married and have a baby, I wonder what their response will be. If there ain't no baby, oh no child, bad oh no. And they're saying no to the most incredible, to the most fulfilling of your, your actual assignment. There are women who say, and hey, no, I'll tell you what, we can give, but we have no kids. Your professors have taught you that if you bring a kid into this world, it's too evil for your kids to grow up right in this world. What, what, are, what have they been reading? The worst thing in the world is what he said. Beloved, God needs to heal our hearts. He wants to heal our hearts. We're no longer afraid. He wants you to admit that you're lonely and you don't have the gift of celibacy. I'm trying to help you today. I say you're lonely and you don't have the gift of celibacy. How do you know? I just pull your drawer open and I show you ain't, you ain't got the gift of celibacy. Are you all breathing? I'm trying to help it. But the Lord wants, he wants, what he wants is to give you the oh, experience of his presence and his glory in a way that rails against everything that was a lie that came to you and restore you so that you are fit for his use. 
He wants to purify you from the stuff you, 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 you dwelt in, you, you dove into, the stuff that has contaminated you, contaminated your thinking. Change the way you look at males. Change the way you look at females. You're always making a female an object. She's, a, she's, she's not a thing. She's a person. You don't need some. You need her. Ladies, you don't need it. You need him. Everything else is, just, is a distortion. And God is going to change that in your life. Settle you down. I help you understand. I did, when I called you, when I, when I created you, before I created you, I created the purpose for you before I created you. By the time I was finished with your creation, the purpose was already set. Sin comes in to thwart the purpose of God. Sin comes in to keep you from all that God has for you. Okay, I got to quit talking. Way time. Okay, I think the best way to do this is just to have you clear your lap and, and, and to rise to your feet. Thank you. Is Chris still here? Smith. Chris, if you're still here, uh, I'm, I'm going know, to, I know, yeah, I know he's here. I'm going to need your help. Don't be afraid. You can stand. It's all right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The simple, did you know that the simple act of, the simple act of repentance is so powerful. God, the Holy Spirit, is the one who has the power not only to forgive, you said the Bible says, if we confess, doesn't John say this? If we confess our sins, He, capital H, is faithful. Come on, say to do what? To forgive. forgive us. You know what the word forgive means? You know what it really means? Take it off your record just like it never happened. Oh, it happened. But for, as far as God's concerned, it did happen. But I don't have to charge that to you because I have already paid for it. Take it off your record like it never happened. He is faithful to forgive you. And then he doesn't go just forgiving. And here's what the body of Christ has a problem. Because we, go, we, had, we got to come get forgiven every week. That's not the lifestyle God has for you. He has a better lifestyle for you than that. Because I, not only do I want to forgive you, I want to cleanse you. See, I'm going to wash you. You're not contaminated through that. You don't smell like that. And you don't attract that anymore because you're different. I've made you different by my blood. I wash your conscience your conscience and your mind. I wash you from that so you are now whole. I know you know it happened, but what I do for you when I touch you with this, when I, when I put my hand upon you and when my blood is applied to you, emotionally, I take that out. So you don't, he, he can't drag you back down in that gutter anymore. You know it happened. I 
I know it happened. The devil knows it happened. But because of what I've done, I remove it from you in such a way. It's just like it never did happen. I mean, I, I got this scar, but it don't, it don't hurt no more. I mean, I remember that, but, but it don't bother me no more. It don't keep me awake anymore. And now you are free to obey. You're, you're, you're free to obey. They can't pull you by the genitals anymore. Are you hearing me today? Ah, if I could lay hands on all of you, I would. But I think I just want you to raise your hands to the Lord. Because God is a God here today that is ready to bring about the counsel of his will over your life that he's wanted all this time. He's just needed you to be willing to face that thing. What is it? Is it premarital sex? Is it abortion? Is it adultery? What is it? What is it that's got you hung up? What, what is it that made you insensitive to your wife? So now you have a sexless marriage. What is it that's caused you to not be able to look each other in the eye anymore? And when you go to dinner, you're always in your phones because you don't want to look at each other in the eye. Because if you look, look at each other in the eye, you're scared the truth might come out and you've never confessed or you never talked about it. What is that thing? God wants to heal you. What is it that keeps you from wanting to be a father? You don't want to be like your dad. You don't want to have the responsibility. That's because you've never known the joy of looking at your own flesh. Oh my God. Oh my God. Stretch them up to the Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, you see this people, you see this family, and you know exactly what needs to be done. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm raising before you this family in prayer today. By your word, Father, would you cleanse us? Release the healing that comes from the, those who have been divorced and those who have been a product of divorce. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your blood flow in the place where the pain has come the deepest where they held in their hearts failure in marriage because of divorce. Lord, pluck that out in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, Father, for the courage to confess. Confess out of your mouth to the Father God. I don't want to get married because I don't want to go through a divorce. I hate my father because of what he did to my mom. Whatever it is, I need you to confess it so that that spirit will not be on you. Instead, the spirit of covenant will, be, will come upon you. The ability to keep your promise. The ability to stay in there when it's tough. The ability not to turn your back. The ability not to run away. The ability to give yourself to your partner with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. I, I pray in the name of Jesus, that fidelity in the name of Christ, that faithfulness, I pray it over you now in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Lord, I pray for those who have crossed the line 
And even though there was a thrill and a joy, it turned to sorrow and pain, which you never intended. Those of you that have had in the issues of sexuality and pornography, just stretch your hand before the Lord and do not be ashamed because God was there the whole time. He knows. I want you to make a, make a covenant with God. I want you to make a covenant with your eyes. Make a covenant with your heart before the Father God today. This thing that has taken control in my life, this thing that has me, I, I renounce in the name of Jesus. I renounce the lie. I renounce the picture. I renounce the movie. I, re I renounce the thought. I give it back to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Some of you, when you leave here today, I need you to go home and you need to delete those pathways to the pictures and movies and whatever it is that you have, that have caught you captured. I want you to make your mind up today to do it and don't give yourself a way back. Come on, saints, talk to me. Repent in your heart. And then when the, when the situation comes up, and for those of you that go there because of pain, and it's your way out of pain, I want you to receive in the name of Jesus, by the Spirit of God, the power to face whatever you're trying, you need to face. Oh my God. Oh my God. Father, I thank you for the sweetness of your Holy Spirit that empowers us to be what you've created us to be and to do what you've called us to do. I thank you, Heavenly Father. I thank you that you will cause your Holy Spirit to rise up on the inside of them whenever they are faced with those images. I thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for fulfilling their deepest desires because they obey you. I give you praise for this, Lord. And for those, Lord, that have been caught by the spirit of adultery, I thank you, Lord, for creating a deep brokenness in their heart. A brokenness over unfaithfulness in the name of Jesus. And out of that brokenness, Father, let there come a rising up of faithfulness. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the ability to receive the satisfaction that you give and not the satisfaction we give. Father, I thank you for this. I praise you for this. In Jesus' mighty name, his awesome name, I pray. And the church said, amen.